When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. What is good with all of you on this Friday? Got my girl Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. So you're like some Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Courtney, my friend, good Friday to you. How are you doing, young lady? We're doing good. We're running on fumes right now. We've got two more days of draft coverage and I'm excited about it. Yeah, two more days of draft coverage, especially when after last night's proceedings, because believe me, the one story that overtook the draft was Lamar Jackson staying in Baltimore. We'll definitely dive into that. Also, Jason Tatum, his apology to Miss Jackson, because he and the Celtics were nasty to the Atlanta Hawks last night. But first, here we go! Only one place to start. With the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young, quarterback. The Carolina Panthers now have the best quarterback in the NFC South. So now it's up to that team to make sure that they don't screw it up. Oh, oh. like we didn't know the Panthers. Oh, excuse me. We're not going to take Bryce Young at number one. We pretty much all knew, Courtney, that that was going to happen. But the draft was going to get started with the Houston Texans. And what were they going to do? And boy, did they do it. They now took C.J. Stroud at number two. But then they moved up into the draft to take Will Anderson at number three. Maybe the first great decision they've made since being up 24 nothing on Kansas City in the <laughs> AFC playoffs back too long ago. But we never like to do winners and losers in the NFL draft. But I, if I asked Courtney Cronin in her intimate knowledge who she believed was a winner of the NFL draft in round one last night, who would you say that was and why? I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And frankly, as good as the Houston pick was at two and three, they didn't overthink it. All of the smoke screens that were being thrown out, that they're just going to pass over a quarterback in round one. They did their part in holding their cards very close to the vest, and it played out in a really, really smart way for them. But I think it's Philadelphia because of everything that we know about how this team is constructed from the inside out. I had gotten intel about you know two days before the draft that Philly might actually be looking to leapfrog a team or two for Jalen Carter and that's exactly what they did and only had to give up a fourth round pick in the process to get arguably Freddie the best defensive player in the draft and they're trying to show you it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be this hard right, right. Like we all overthink drafting and mm-hmm. how you need to piece the roster together they went after two of the draft's best defenders that came from the best college football program last year, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, later in the first round. They are recreating the Georgia Bulldogs in the NFL, and I think it actually is going to work. You you look at what happened in 2021, Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis, they keep adding these pieces from Mm. this championship-caliber college program to a defense that needed to fix, you know, parts of its pass rush. They let Vernon, they let Hargraves go in free agency, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham getting up there in age, and Howie Roseman doesn't overthink it. Now, 
when it comes to Jalen Carter, I think that there's only one or two general managers that could have made the boomer bust sort of move with a top 10, top 15 pick That's fair. to draft Jalen Carter. Okay. Philadelphia was one of those teams. They didn't overthink it. They pulled off the move. And mm-hmm. frankly, I think nobody else comes close to winning round one for my, Philly. For my money, it wasn't a team. It wasn't a draft choice that run round one last night. For my money, it was this guy. You know, for the last few months, there's been a lot of he say, she say. A lot of nail biting, a lot of head scratching going on. But for the next five years... It's a lot of flock going on. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go, man. Can't wait to get there. Can't wait to be there. Can't wait to light up M&T for the next five years, man. Let's get it. The guy you heard there saying, let's go, let's go, let's get it. That is Lamar Jackson, who got his money, $185 million in guaranteed money, about three and a half hours before the draft got started. For someone that was going to stand on his principle – and the thought process was there. You and I talked about it before the before the show got started today, that how much of his principle was he going to stand on and how much were the Baltimore Ravens going to stand on their principle. They were headstrong about not giving him $250 million in guaranteed money like the Cleveland Browns gave Deshaun Watson last year. But Lamar Jackson was not going to play for $133 million in guaranteed money. The fact that they got this deal done with no fanfare and then right before the draft, let's go, let's go, let's go, sounded like the old Bobby Womack song. Lamar Jackson got his money for my money. That guy was the biggest winner of the draft. And, oh, by the way, they drafted him wide receiver Zay Flowers out of Boston College. He's the biggest winner because of the money and because he now has another pass-catching option. Let's not forget Absolutely. that this is the only franchise to have never – selected a wide receiver, had a wide receiver selected to the Pro Bowl. They could potentially change that. Zay Flowers is a terrific prospect. They got in on the run on receivers at the right time. Four went in that stretch uh, with Quentin Johnson going before Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith and Jigba going to Seattle. I like the pick a lot. I think it's a smart thing to do. Hours after agreeing to the extension with Lamar Jackson, you put your money where your mouth is, more or less, by going out and getting him support to help him become the best version of himself he can be. You already had Odell Beckham in the fold. I thought that was a smart move that they pulled mm-hmm. off yep. you know, recently. And now you have... Another number one, potentially. I mean, Zay Flowers, he gets a little bit of a knock for his size, but gosh, that guy can separate. and His ball skills on the ball are incredible. Yeah, especially the slot wide receiver in the National Football League and minor football where you can hunt those matchups with a kid like that, no doubt about that, and especially you, in that you offense. You need somebody that can be have the skills of a number one. Yes, he might yep. be a little bit smaller, but mm-hmm. like when you take a look at their outside options, I, I like it a lot. I know yeah. that, that the size of him, Quentin Johnson, uh, Jordan Addison, we some, some of those – some of those picks have gotten a little bit of criticism just because we don't know how they're going to pan out in the NFL. And that's okay because I think the landscape of these receivers is changing. And this is the run that we expected to happen. I don't know when the next receiver is going to come off the board. They got in on it at the right time and they got a, a terrific player at that to pair with a quarterback that they showed yesterday. They're committed to now to your point about the lack of buzz around this. Were you surprised by that too? Oh, because hell yeah. Because 
<laughs> Surprise. This was not a guarantee. Shocked, this was appalled. Not an inevitability that he was going to end up back with the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. I am a little shocked that we're not more shocked that this happens hours before the draft starts. And I guess we all just go back to business as usual. Like we haven't been talking about. <laughs> is Lamar going to ever play another snap again for the Baltimore Ravens? Right. Here's the by the Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman together for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio. You can weigh in about the NFL Draft Night One at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven. Two nine three seven seven six. This is a word of advice from both of us, but specifically from me. If you don't hear anything about somebody, that means something is going on constantly. We've seen that time and time again, where if you don't hear anything, all of a sudden you're hearing all this, all this, all this about Lamar and Baltimore not talking. And then when you don't hear anything, that's when you should realize something is going on because we haven't heard anything from Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens for the last, what, two to three weeks. Nothing, not a word. So the next time something like that happens where there's acrimony between sides, when you don't hear anything, that means something is going on behind the scenes. And I thought last night and that contract being known was a prime example of that. So those are our winners. Who is your loser from the NFL draft? Head scratcher. I'll go a little bit less of less harsh on my term because I think the Detroit Lions came away with a decent haul, but the picks didn't make a whole ton of sense to me, Freddie. And I know I'm not the only one. I like the trade out of six and what they got in exchange for that pick with the Arizona Cardinals. That's good. Mm-hmm. But Jameer Gibbs taking him with their first first round pick at twelve. Pairing him with DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery. I mean, you could trade DeAndre Swift. That that would make sense. But you just signed David Montgomery in yeah. free agency. You made him the highest paid running back of, of this cycle of free agents. So then when you get on the clock with your second pick, you have corners available. There are wide receivers on the board. Again, we just talked about when that run started with Seattle taking Smith and Jigba at 20 and then four going off the board. The Lions are on the clock a couple picks before that. Yet they go with an inside linebacker named Jack Campbell. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah, he can play. <laughs> He's the Buckus Award winner, won the William Campbell Trophy. I know that because I love college football. And to your point, though, in that division, that was kind of a head-scratcher taking him at number 18. And taking him that high. Yeah, taking him that high. I, I, I looked at this, and I thought, okay, you have needs in your secondary. Yep. They had Jalen Carter on the board. They passed over him. And I'm not and I'm not going to fault teams for doing that because there's teams have their reason. They know way more than any of us do, and we talk about this for a living. But I just felt like this was such a reach yeah. for the Detroit Lions where they were drafting, and I feel like they reached on both of their first-round picks. I think that you can kind of collectively look at the running back position with – with B. John Robinson going eighth overall to Atlanta and then Jameer Gibbs going a couple picks later, to me, both of those are reaches. But the Detroit Lions spending their first round mm-hmm. on two reaches, they may be, be very good players at the end of the day. I just think that there were better players who fell in that best player available category that they probably could have gotten at those spots, but they didn't. You used a great word, reach, because when it comes to quote-unquote loser from last night's NFL draft, Nobody reached out for this guy. If I get invited and like if I know like I'll be a pretty high pick, I'll definitely go. I'm I'm looking forward to going, but I don't want to go if, if like I could be like a second round pick, you know. You don't want to be that <laughs> don't want to have the camera just on you all day. I hate to do that to Will Levis, but nobody reached for him and believe me, I wouldn't wish that on anybody because the more and more that he did not get drafted Courtney and everybody in the first round 
He looked sadder than that picture I saw of Kanye West earlier today that surfaced on social media. That's what Will Levis looked like. And I don't know who was madder, him or his mom. Because his mom, Mama Levis, the more and more she sat next to her baby boy, Courtney, the more PO'd and PO'd and PO'd that she got. Now, he's going to land in a place in the second round. There's no doubt about that. But seeing that being shown on TV in the green room, and Cam Pratt, our producer, told this to me this morning. He was shown on TV in the green room 37 times throughout the first round, 20 times more than anyone else. You never want anybody to go through that, no matter what you think about them. For my money last night, he was the one that suffered the most. Not a loser, but suffered the most, not being drafted in the first round. He's getting the Aaron Rodgers, Brady Quinn, yeah. Johnny Manziel treatment. And this is why I think a lot of guys who know who don't know if they're going to be a lock for the first round end up staying home right. where you can have sponsors take care of your entire draft party. You can have cameras there mm-hmm. and not have to sit through the potential agonizing hours of this draft, waiting for your name to get called, and then it doesn't. Like, that is a gamble that some of these prospects take, especially if you don't know that you're going to a certain team or you don't truly have that gut feeling. But, you know, sale agreeable, 2834 on Reddit, that is the biggest loser. I'm okay (laughs) calling that person Uh the biggest loser of the draft because remember the Reddit thread that came out this week, Will Levis allegedly telling people, I'm going number one overall. They're going a lot higher than than he did last night because he's still sitting on the board. Mm -hmm. Chances are, though... With the Los Angeles Rams at 36 tonight, the Tennessee Titans have a high second-round pick, along with the Seattle Seahawks and the Las Vegas Raiders. Maybe maybe tonight is not as painstaking of a wait for Will Levis because right. it feels like one of those teams is going to need the next best quarterback. Don't miss Big George Foreman now playing exclusively in theaters. Get your tickets today, rated PG-13 with Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman. And for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, round out your protection with life phone and pet health insurance let us know biggest winner biggest quote-unquote loser from last night's nfl draft you can do that on twitter at coleman espn and at courtney r cronin or at triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 back to lamar jackson how did he get 185 million dollars in guarantee money from the baltimore ravens it was because of this woman here's a hint it was not mama jackson we'll tell who she is next on espn radio for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E. 
E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Now the team officially has announced a new five-year agreement with Lamar Jackson. Can't wait to light up MNT for the next five years, man. Let's get it. Just think if Nicole Lynn, the agent that she is, had not gotten Jalen Hurts that money from the Philadelphia Eagles... Lamar Jackson might not have gotten his money this soon from the Baltimore Ravens like he got last night at $185 million in guaranteed money. Something to think about here on Greeny. Freddie Coleman, Courtney Cronin, and for Mike Greenberg on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So that dominated the draft, but we want to hear from you at 888-729-3776. You can say winner. You can say loser. Your thoughts on last night's first round of the NFL draft. We can't wait to see what you have to say. Like Doug in Michigan. Doug in Michigan, what do you got to say about your lines, my friend? Good morning. Just a quick question for Courtney. Um, I'm a huge Lions fan, lifetime. What is going to make Gibbs and Campbell a successful pick in the next couple years? You said there was kind of a reach for the Lions. What do they have to show to say, you know what, the Lions did the right thing? Well, obviously, no, I appreciate the question on it, and I just want to, like, make it clear. I said this last night when he was drafted because when you look up at 18 and you think there's a bunch of cornerbacks on the board and positional value in the first round, and inside linebacker is not a spot that's typically valued in the first round with a top 20 pick. Same thing with running back. The Mm -hmm. the, The nature of these picks and the reach I think is okay to question it. How we'll be able to tell if these are the right picks, certainly you can look at the production. I mean, of course, that's always what we end up looking at. If if Jameer Gibbs ends up going on to have multiple thousand-yard rushing seasons, if Jack Campbell, who we know the accolades, like to Freddie's point, Buckus Award winner, unanimous All-American, Big Ten defensive player, linebacker of the year, all of those things are great. But this is someone in coverage who struggled a bit. 13 completions allowed on 17 attempts when he was targeted in 2022. Are the Lions going to have him play that sort of role? He didn't rush the passer much much in Iowa's defense. Mm -hmm. So what is his role going to be in the Lions' defense? Because we know that pass rush and their their ability to stop the run certainly was a big priority for them to try to fix some of those things in 2023. They haven't addressed it yet. Maybe they will. But the order in which some of these picks, we'll see how they end up doing that tonight, but the order in which some of these picks were made, I think just leads you to believe maybe they passed over better players at that spot than they would have had otherwise. But, again, I was looking at when the Lions pick again tonight, not till 48. So maybe maybe they looked at this and said, you know, Mm -hmm. positional value – 
be damned, we don't think Jack Campbell is going to be there when we pick again at 48, and they very well might have been right. Mel Kuyper had him as the third-ranked inside linebacker on his board, and when you go from 32 to 48, maybe he's off the board by that point. So, you know, I understand that, you know, if Brad Holmes wants to put that out there, that, like, you know, Mm -hmm. they're going to pick the best fit for themselves, and we can all question the running back and inside linebacker. I just don't know if you're going to look there and say all these receivers went off the board, all of these cornerbacks went off the board, if they're going to end up looking back and saying, well, maybe we should have gone that route. I I wonder how much of that trade was made for two reasons. Number one, Justin Fields in Chicago, and number two, the running game in Minnesota. I wonder how much of that draft choice by the Detroit Lions with a linebacker that's rangy enough that they hope they can be a spy technique when they play Justin Fields twice a year in Chicago, and also when you play Dalvin Cook in the Minnesota Vikings. I wonder how much of that fact into the decision, along with the fact that they did not believe that Jack Campbell, by taking him in number 18, was going to be their number 48 because you have to draft for your division. And I wonder how much of that fact into the thinking by the Lions, taking a guy that many people did not think was going to go that high, or at least in the first round, when it comes to terrific linebacker from Iowa, when it comes to Jack Campbell. Seth, in Illinois, my friend, what do you got to say, partner? Well, I got to say, Mike Greenberg was saying on the Chicago radio earlier this week, saying that the Bears would take Jane Carter. They trade back for a pick. Eagles take Jalen Carter, and we take a tackle from Tennessee. I like that, but why didn't they take Jalen Carter? Ryan Poles is a second-year general manager, and I don't think that at the end of this, knowing what they know and knowing the information they were able to gather from the combine interview, from the pro day, from the top 30 visit, that that was a risk they were willing to take. He's a boomer bust prospect, and we knew that from the way that this board shook out in the first round where he goes past Seattle. He goes past the Lions because they trade out of that six pick. In the top 15, there was one team that could be confident saying, hey, if this doesn't work out, that's okay. And that's Howie Roseman. I think that if the Bears were more comfortable with the idea that they could bring Jalen Carter in and have him insulated and maybe work through some of the issues of the immaturity, character, all of those things that have come up and have been talked about a lot the last two months, that they probably would have done it. But they have a very young team still. They're in year two of trying to get this rebuild off the ground. And when you look at the way that Philadelphia is constructed, Absolutely. A, lot of, a lot of Georgia players already in the mix there. Mm. A lot of veterans in the mix there. This team is built from the inside out. Their defensive line and you know their pass rush had the most sacks of any team last year in the NFL. They think they can add him to that to help the production. And I think they know that they're, he, they're bringing him to a place that's the right cultural fit where he can – not have to be, whereas he's not a liability. That's mm-hmm. how I, I view it with why the Bears ended up passing over him. But you take a look at what they got in return, moving back one spot from nine to 10, and they got a future fourth round pick. Not even this year, it's 2024. That should tell you everything you need to know about how they probably 100% were not drafting him at that spot. According to Crony, Fred and Coleman Info, Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio. By the way, the host of the show, Mike Greenberg, will join us at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Give us his thoughts on the first round of the NFL draft from last night. Also, don't forget the new movie, Big George Foreman, is based on the unbelievable true story, one of the greatest comebacks of all time. The film was a never-before-seen look into George Foreman's life inside and outside of the ring from winning the Olympic gold medal and the heavyweight championship, retiring, then returning to the ring 10 years later, only to win the heavyweight championship for a second time at 45 years of age. Early reactions are saying Big George Foreman is a five-star film. You will enjoy every minute of his inspiring story. 
Big George Foreman, now playing exclusively in theaters. Get your tickets today. Rated PG-13. Get, keep those calls coming in. We're going to keep taking those calls right now at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your thoughts on the first round of NFL draft from last night in Kansas City. Sean from South Carolina, Palmetto State. Sean, what you got, my friend? Hey, guys, I uh, just wanted to say hello. Love this, love you guys when you guys are on. Appreciate um, you. Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Ravens fan, we got our quarterback. That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> um, we drafted Zay Flowers. Um, y'all forgive me, but I'm I'm not real good with – is that a potentially really good weapon for Lamar? It, it is because for anybody that's on play, and I know Boston College is not a football hotbed in the ACC, but Zay Flowers, even though he's only 5'9", Courtney and I talked about this about 20 minutes ago, when you have in modern football a slot receiver that you can hunt out matchups against strong safeties and maybe linebackers or a third corner, he is going to be a boon to the offense. Well, now you got Odell Beckham Jr. on the outside. You got those tight ends. You got your running game. You got your quarterback now. Now, right now, Lamar Jackson has no excuses because he's one to help a wide receiver. But then the Ravens, well, I got it for him. They got Odell Beckham Jr. that if he's right, he's a number one threat on the outside. Now you got a potential perfect Robin to his Batman and Zay Flowers who can make plays inside and get the ball and push that ball down the field. If he's not able to make this work sooner than later or later than sooner, then Courtney Lamar Jackson will have no more excuses about what he does not have with the Baltimore Ravens. And for the front office in Baltimore, they're trying to reverse their track record of not hitting on receivers because they have failed to find the consistent stretch-the-field threat. They've invested first-round draft capital in Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman. Those those two have not panned out. But now, to your point, Freddie, Odell Beckham Jr., they also signed Nelson Aguilar this offseason. You have someone in Zay Flowers who can be that stretch-the-field guy. He had nine touchdowns last year off post routes, so that's the most in FBS, and this is a Ravens passing game that doesn't do well when the ball travels 20-plus yards down the field. So I think all of those things said, you give Lamar Jackson – multi-dimensional weapons with Aguilar, Odell Beckham Jr., and now this vertical threat in, say, Flowers, who can dominate his matchups from the slot and win a lot of them. I mean, there's a reason Mel Kuyper had him as his number one receiver on his big board, and I think that that's something that the Baltimore Ravens are hoping they can cash in on really soon after getting Lamar Jackson to agree to the extension, knowing now that everything is in place it's on you to go produce. And by the way, he should send Nicole Lynn a big old fruit basket because she does that engineer that deal for Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, that super agent that she is. Maybe Lamar Jackson did not get that kind of deal from the Baltimore Ravens, at least not before the NFL draft that happened last night. Bartley in Tennessee, what do you got to say about the first round of the NFL draft last night? Yes, sir. Now that the, uh, I know there's a lot of noise about the Titans wanting C.J. Stroud. And then uh, after he got picked number two, they were – they were going to trade up, I heard, but that didn't happen. So what do you think they're going to do in number two and three and where you think Tannehill goes if he does get traded? All interesting questions because if they're thinking about taking a quarterback in the second round of the Tennessee Titans, that means they have no faith in Malik Willis, that he can be whatever short resume space that he was able to create last year in his rookie season. They may have seen enough to say, ah, we may need to think about somebody else and not keep a potential mistake in the building. The Ryan Tannehill situation is very interesting because now the draft is over. What is the trade capital that's going to be there? 
if somebody was to take a chance on Ryan Tannehill. I think it's more than likely, Courtney, that he's still the Titans quarterback, but this will be the final year for him being the Titans quarterback, and maybe they take somebody else either in the second or third round if they believe that Malik Willis is too much of a project for them to take on to make him a successful NFL quarterback. So the rumors yesterday about them trading up to number three, and I know Mel and Todd both had that trade getting pulled off. I I would like to know that once the dust settles, if Rand Carthon was really trying to be that aggressive Mm -hmm. in move up and that maybe the Houston Texans, you know, outbid him. Maybe they were in this all along. Just one thing, did you catch on TV last night when – after they make the second-round pick, Houston, and they draft C.J. Stroud, that Nick Casario looked like he was trying to tell someone, hey, shut the cameras off. Did exactly, you see yeah. He was doing that whole Patriot Way thing. Like, yeah. it's football, Nick. It's not rocket but, science. Knock but I it was, off. I was wondering, I'm like, <laughs> is he about to do something here? That thought crossed my mind. I was like, wait a yeah. second, maybe he's just paranoid. We've seen Houston Texans general managers, head coach, <laughs> general manager, de facto people lose their minds on national TV right. during the draft, as we saw Bill O'Brien yell at somebody on the phone so I was like okay maybe it's something like that Uh but then they end up pulling off that trade at number three I was just thinking to myself okay that's why he did that and maybe maybe the offer maybe Tennessee wasn't willing to go that high Mm -hmm. all of that said with what it means for Will Levis he was long rumored to go to Tennessee maybe at 11 so now they have their chance to get him at 41 so not far into the second round they're going to bet on the fact that he has a big arm and a great build, no despite doubt. some of the inconsistencies with um, you know the turnovers and, and the completion percentage and all of that. So maybe they do end up getting a quarterback at that spot. I think that it's it, Rand Carthon made this clear the second that he said Ryan Tannehill is our guy at the NFL Combine. He put him on that's bar, he's on borrowed time. The right. clock started, yeah. so I I believe that eventually they will be moving on that that. If, if it's a trade, that's one thing. Cap hit's really difficult. That's the reason that they have a new general manager Absolutely. now because of the way that that deal was structured. So don't be surprised if they take a quarterback at 41 tonight to start moving towards that direction. And also having the insurance policy, to your point, if they don't like Malik Willis and think that he's going to pan out, then this is not a bad way to rectify that. And, and by the way, the Houston Texans, they told us all we needed to know about C.J. Stroud because the minute that Bryce Young was announced as the number one pick, they almost tore a rotator cuff getting that card to the podium because it seemed like it was two seconds later the pick was in from the Houston Texans and it was C.J. Stroud. All that smoke and mirrors, whatever they were trying to do, it definitely seemed to work, but many people believe they were either going to trade down or not take C.J. Stroud at number two. Donovan in the great state of Virginia. Donovan, what do you have to say about the first round of the NFL draft last night? Hey, the first round it was cool, and my radius, we got, I think we got the best defensive player because that's the 6'6", 275 uh, DN that can play linebacker. And my thing is, imagine when Matt Crosby and Chandler Jones get a hold of him, man. Get him in that MMA training, that boxing training, <laughs> teach him how to use his hands. And imagine a quarterback seeing somebody 6'6", 270, lined over Chandler Jones or Matt Crosby, man. His potential is Lawrence Taylor type, man. If he get down to 260, just get a little, you know what I'm saying, get that first step going, hey, hey, Raider Nation, the whole AFC going to see that, man. The whole NFC, hey, we good, man. Zico, keep doing your job. Get Joey Porter. Hey, we good. 11 and 6, man. Y'all said it. Yeah. Wild card playoffs. We here, man. I think they're more 6 and 11 with no quarterback than 11 and 6. But I will say this about Tyree Wilson, Donovan. In that division, if you can't have corners plastering wide receivers, then you better have guys coming off that corner 150 miles an hour. 
to try to knock down quarterbacks. When you got to deal with Justin Herbert twice a year, if Russell Wilson can have it figured out with Sean Payne twice a year in Denver, and that big bad boy in the Kansas City side of things when it comes to Patrick Holmes and all that. So you can't plaster wide receivers, Courtney. You better have somebody and come out that corner with a lot of hostility and mobility, and they believe they got that guy in Tyree Wilson. They do, and you need to aid to that pass rush because Max Crosby had 12.5 sacks. No one else on the roster even had five. So they don't want to be one-dimensional. I think it's a smart pick. Tyree Wilson was projected to go as high as number two. The Raiders should be happy to get him at number seven, but right. don't forget, they need to address cornerback at some point. No doubt about that. Courtney Cronin and Freddie coming in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So when you win and you have to apologize to somebody because you were too nasty and it cost her a concert date. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. Throws out to Marcus Smart. He's got time. The three is in the air. It's good. Ooh, 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 the big boy is coming down the stretch like thoroughbred. For the sixth time in seven years, the Boston Celtics have advanced to the Eastern Conference semifinals. You heard the call from Sean Grandy and Cedric Cornbread Maxwell on 98.5 The Sports. How about the Celtics winning the series against Atlanta Hawks four games to two? Courtney Cronin over here. Freddie Coleman over there. And for Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance and on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So you hear Janet Jackson in the background. It was all for the Celtics last night. They take care of the Hawks in game six. And afterwards, Jason Tatum had to apologize to Miss Jackson because the Celtics were nasty for doing what they did. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I want to enjoy this one right now. I want to send an apology to uh, the legend Janet Jackson. We were supposed to close it out in Boston. She had the postpartum show. I hope she see this. You know, I apologize for that, but we got it done today. There's a way to ask for free tickets, and that's a great way to ask for free tickets to an upcoming Janet Jackson show. If you're Jason Tatum, but he was terrific last night. So is Jalen Brown. So now we get kind of a heavyweight matchup, Courtney. 
Eastern Conference semifinals. Philadelphia 76ers, Boston Celtics meeting for the 22nd time playing each other in the playoffs. The Celtics are favored by minus 300. Six is the underdog at plus 240. They still don't know, meaning Philadelphia, Courtney, if Joel Embiid is going to return from a sprained right knee because game one starts on Monday. That's a subplot that could determine the entire temperature of what could happen in this series. He's going to play. I have Amen. no doubt about this. This game starts on May, the series starts on May 1st. He has not played since a week ago yesterday. He's had time. And again, we don't know the severity of the sprain. If it was, and I just bring this in because about Kawhi. Remember we said, oh, he's got a sprained knee, but he's day-to-day. Right. Then we find out he has a torn meniscus. If there was something that severe with Joel Embiid, we would have found out about it by now. I think that he's in good spirits, as evidenced by his live tweeting during some of these games. (laughs) And he's had the time off. I mean, thank goodness. that He's the biggest Atlanta Hawks fan out there right now because they pushed this series to six games to give the Philadelphia 76ers, after their sweep of Brooklyn, time to rest heal and most importantly for him right. to get that knee right by the way 10 minutes away from mike greenberg the usual host of this show joining us here on greenie on espn radio it's about the first night of the nfl draft we'll also get his thoughts on the upcoming nba series involving the knicks and the heat on one side and the 76 and the celtics on the other side i like boston to win this series i think they win it in six i think as long as they don't be the goofy celtics <laughs> that we've seen since january when they had the best record in the nba because when they play like they did last night not saying they're unbeatable. I don't think there's any unbeatable team left in the NBA playoffs, Courtney. But when they play like that, it is very difficult and very hard to beat them. When Jason Tatum is getting into the lane and Marcus Smart is doing what he does and they're able to defend and not like treat it as if it's an afterthought, I think they win this series in six. I'm excited about this series for a number of different reasons. I would like to believe that Boston won't play with its food the way that it did (laughs) in sending this series to six games by what happened in game five. But the the amount of pressure that's on this Philadelphia 76ers team Mm -hmm. to get out of the Eastern Conference semifinals, something that they haven't been able to do. Since for a while, and Joel Embiid has been there since 2014. They haven't gotten past the Celtics, the Raptors, the Hawks, the Heat, and now you have a good opportunity to do that. I just the play. There's there's so much there's so much pressure on James Harden on Doc Rivers, but I think that when I look at Joel Embiid, the two-time NBA scoring champion. Uh Joel Embiid, somebody Uh who has finished as the MVP runner-up in each of the last two seasons. Uh This is such a good opportunity ahead of him to shut all of us up about what he does in the postseason and not being able to get out of the second round. Okay, So I don't know if it's going to be Boston or the 76ers. I haven't handicapped this matchup as much as I have maybe like the Heat the Heat and Knicks matchup. But I am excited to see what Joel Embiid, hopefully if that knee is feeling better, can start to do to change the perception around him that he is a second-round guy and that's his ceiling. Okay, so Courtney believes that Joel Embiid has the most pressure on him in this upcoming series. We'll go around the room. Bubba, who has the most pressure in this series? I'll give you four choices. You got Joel Embiid, you got James Harden, you got Doc Rivers, you got Jason Tatum. Bubba, in your mind, who has the most pressure? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with Harden. I think it's I think it's obviously Harden. I, I think when we think back of Harden on the Rockets – in the playoffs, he was scoring 25, 30-plus game uh-huh. carrying them. And now when you think of Harden in the playoffs, all you honestly think about is disappointment. Okay. And so I think right now he has he needs to have a pretty much a phenomenal playoff series okay. 
because right now, when you just think of Harden, it's just disappointment. Okay, that's a good point. Cam Pratt, who has the most pressure in this series between the Celtics and the Sixers? I think player-wise, it's Joel Embiid. If you're including coaches, then Doc Rivers, because mm-hmm. hmm. I don't know if anyone's losing their job besides him if this does, you know, if they have a bad showing in this series. If they get okay. past this round, I think he's good. They finally get past that wall that is the second round and the Celtics, but if, he, if they're done in five here, they're looking for a new coach. And it'll be Nick Nurse. By May 18th, I guarantee you that if that happens, if you can't beat him, hire Exactly, that, that's that's how I feel. You and I in the same mind. For I'll, I'll go a different way because all three of you make compelling points. Courtney, you're right about Joel Embiid trying to get out of the second round. Bubba, you're right about James Harden based on previous events, and same applies with Cam. What you said about Doc Rivers, I'm going to go to Jason Tatum route because for my money, as great as Joel Embiid has been, Jason Tatum has to be the best player in this series. And I go back to last year when they had a 2-1 lead against the Golden State Warriors, and then they play like the goofy Celtics. And at times I think Jason Tatum settles too much Courtney, Cam, and Bubba when he's so gifted getting into the lane and setting up his shot. If he can get downhill and punish that defense, he makes it easier on himself than everybody else. If he plays like we saw goofy Jason Tatum in Game 5, then he plays right into the hands of Philadelphia 76ers where he had one for 10 from the three-point line because he settled too much in that Game 5 loss to the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, can he be go, – go to his finals resume. Can he be the guy that goes 6-9 and nine from three? Or is he going to be what you saw – you brought up Game 5 the other night, the one of 10 from three guy? So there's a lot at stake there for Jason Tatum. I just tend to think that more of it rests on this Philly team because they haven't gotten to the finals. Boston has. No doubt. I don't think there's a wrong answer, but there's no wrong opinion there. Courtney Cronin, Freddie, coming in for Greeny with Mike Greenberg, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits at one of the country's top workplaces, come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. You'll find out why the number one, you're 25, had a lot to do with last night. That's next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.